0: helping you answer one of the most daunting questions in television. What am I watching next? I'm your allergy-ridden, nasally-voiced Anthony Mako. And I'm just regular old Brandon Sharp. On this episode of Good Show, we are discussing Succession. Succession is an HBO original series that began in June of 2018. This critically acclaimed series just completed its third season and has been renewed for a fourth. This show follows the fictional, although potentially analogous, Roy family, who are the owners of a massive global media company called Waystar Royco. The show begins with what would appear to be the peaceful transition of power from family patriarch Logan Roy to his son Kendall, but quickly turns sour as Logan questions his decision to step down. From its first episode, the viewer can expect an ongoing spiral of family dysfunction that just goes deeper and deeper. This is succession. All right, Brandon, so we're going to get into succession. So I have a little pre-discussion on this. We're getting our feel for how this show goes now. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we've turned to two different types of shows. At, at least at this point, we have like cutting edge, brand new shows that we're talking about. And yeah. then we have these old standards that we're talking about. And I think we talk about them in two drastically different ways, which isn't necessarily, I don't think that's bad at all, but we talk about them two different ways. We talk about like, what has changed? How do we view like this show that's been on forever? And we pick those based on what's popular in the moment. And then when we're looking for new shows, we're looking for brand new cutting edge stuff and we're watching this new stuff and there's a lot of energy with that. Yeah. Yes. So with Succession, we're turning back toward one of these old faithful shows and it's more like a review than it is, uh, than with some of the newer episodes that we're talking about. Does that feel right to you? Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. And I think one thing that I've noticed is, you know, we did the reservation dogs episode and we were so excited. You couldn't muzzle us. Like we were, we were just spouting off about this show, I think this episode will be a little more reasoned, a little more, I don't want to say, I mean, not boring, hopefully, but it'll just be a little, <laughs> a little more calculating. And, you know, we, I think we have a lot more, there's more for us to go on. There are three seasons now. We've got a lot of content. You know, I think we really know how we feel about this show. We really know whether or not it's a show we would uh, recommend And I I think just because we're not it's not new and we're not as excited doesn't mean it's going to be you know doesn't mean it's not going to be a good episode so
0: sure it's just a different energy yeah yeah, yeah. so Brandon looking back do you remember what got you into this show in the first place I remember someone recommending it and it could have even
1: been I hate to admit this but like a celebrity tweet or something something stupid like that oh interesting but I think there was also at least one other recommendation from a person that I know personally. Usually that's what it takes is like someone I know recommends it and usually like two people recommend it that I'm in. Yeah. There was definitely some little bit of buzz though going around.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. So I think for me, it was actually the HBO reputation that carried me into the show. I was sort of like, right. I watched the first episode as it came out, like the evening it came out and that the Adam McKay connection helped, which we'll talk about in a minute, but it was certainly like, I tend to watch HBO shows right when they come out because they have a good reputation with me. I remember the trailer being really good also. Yes, that's true. Yes. So, yeah. I think probably I
1: also saw that trailer. That was like, ding, ding, ding. Okay, you know, this is a show I need to watch. So, so
0: did you get into the show immediately or did it take you a little bit? So,
1: I think maybe episode two, I was hooked. I, mm-hmm. I feel like one thing that grabs you right away is just how... Over the top, everything feels in a very like yes. elegant and dramatic way. You know, it's 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 yes. a strange over the top. It feels very pompous. It's just something that you can't like initially look away from. You're like, do I like this? I think I do. Yeah, yeah I like it. You know, it's just it's really something yeah. that you're not sure about. And then you know, next thing you know, the season's wrapping up.
0: A a good thing about yeah. the show, I think, is that it shows you exactly what it is right away. Like, you know exactly what you're getting yourself into because that first episode is what the show is like for the rest of the series so far. Yeah. Also, it's very emotionally charged right from the beginning. Like that Uh first episode, I still remember how tense it was uh, because of family dynamics and stuff like that. So um, it starts you off in this tension. You're really, I think, hooked from the start just because... Not maybe not even in a good way. <laughs> you just you just have to see what happens next, and that might not be the most positive thing in the world. But you're definitely hooked. I was also noticing, Brendan, that many sites that I came across were having sort of a difficult time classifying this show. Uh, I saw things like, uh, it was sort, there were certain descriptions that were sort of like comedy drama, but we know, we, we know this is drastically different than some of the other comedy dramas we've talked about so far. Then I also saw one I thought I found particularly funny and it sort of fits if they described it as a black comedy, meaning darker than a dark comedy. which I think is pretty <laughs> appropriate for this show. Uh what how would you classify that in that in those words how would you classify this show?
1: So before we started recording I would have never used the word comedy in any yeah. form to describe this show. You know, this is the first time I've ever heard the term black comedy. Yeah, I could get on board with something that is darker than a dark comedy. It just is not something that I do much laughing in. Yeah, I've laughed while watching the show, but I really just don't feel like the word comedy should be anywhere around this.
0: Yeah, actually me too. I and I think even if it were some sort of drama comedy type thing, I think we've talked in the past about which foot do you have forward and in this one the drama foot is way 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 out in front with mm-hmm. some but I it's funny, I I was almost going to say exactly what you said, which is in if we weren't doing a podcast trying to like uh, Put this in a box of some sort. I wouldn't have used the word comedy no, at all. No, and anytime I laugh, I feel like it's based around awkwardness. Or <laughs> I, I can, I actually think yeah. I can. I think I laugh a lot at how uncomfortable a situation is, and sort of a relief that I'm not in the room with them at the oh, time yeah. that this happens. Uh, but it's not like jokey. Like no. there's, there's not, I, I do like that, that is sort of these guys jam, not these guys, the, this studio's jam is the dark comedy, the awkward comedy, yeah. the, those sorts of things. So I see that. Okay. How, how about what's the quality of this show?
1: Yeah. This is a solid four for me. This is the, uh, the premium, which is a premium, yeah, premium drama. I mean, it couldn't look any better. I mean, if, if I was seeing this in the movie theater, I would, it would be believable to me. So very,
0: very typical of your HBO dramas of the other ones we've seen it looks great yeah i mean the budget i mean we've talked how we don't want to talk about budget but the budget on this show has to be insane it has to with, be uh, the things that, I mean, I don't know how we, we haven't mentioned it a ton, but this follows a billionaire family yeah, and um, one of the richest families in the world. And essentially they're always on, they'll have four different pr- private jets fly to the same spot just for the sake of certain people who didn't want to be on the jet with somebody else. It's just ridiculous. Now I, I understand this is a TV show, but also like they got to get those jets o- on set and <laughs> yeah. you know, so helicopters this show and prob- boats yeah. and I mean all the cars
1: and they've spent serious money on this show you can tell.
0: Yeah, and so I also think it looks like um, it's not exactly an Adam McKay show. Adam McKay directed the first episode and mm-hmm. it's and, and it's put out by Gary Sanchez Productions which is Adam McKay and Will Ferrell's company. They're both executive producers. So I'm curious. I was wondering if, I don't know if this question will, will jive with you, but basically how is this like an Adam McKay movie? Because I think this movie looks so much like the big short. And so I, I think it it feels, if if you like the feel of those movies, the high stakes of those movies, I think you'll like the way this feels and you'll like the way this looks, but then I also think that offers the, op- let me be totally clear. This is not Adam McKay's show anyway. Like it, it, they're producers, just like a hundred other people are. Right. Um, and it's, it, it's, it's put out by a different person, but the way I think it's quite different than an Adam McKay show is some of the stuff that you've mentioned, how Adam McKay is a lot more obvious about what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and this show is a bit more sarcastic. You draw your own conclusions. Now, certainly you spend time thinking this family is disgusting. And I don't want to be like this family, mm-hmm. but where like Adam McKay would normally be like, you don't want to be like this family. <laughs> and this show is like, like just shows you how disgusting the family is and lets you draw your own conclusions. Right. Yeah. Um, I almost prefer McKay's well for, for what he's doing. I really enjoy McKay's work. Like I enjoy his educational aspect of some of his shows. Especially, let me take a less controversial one, like The Big Short. Right. I like how he breaks out and he does education on the financial collapse. You know, all that stuff. And I think there's some areas where it's like you in in this show where you feel like a point is trying to be made, but you're not exactly sure what the point is. Besides the fact that you just feel gross. And now I got to try and figure out why I feel gross now. All right. So this show is a lot about the acting in the show. You've probably heard about the acting in the show. Brandon, who stands out for you in the acting in the show?
1: I mean, I think right off the bat, it would be impossible to have a conversation about the acting in Succession and not talk about Brian Cox. He's been in a lot of things. He's really well-acclaimed, really well-known. He is just a force of nature on this show. And he's, I think his age is showing a little bit, but you wouldn't know that through his acting. I think it's just top notch, but I think the place we could maybe spend the most time talking is Jeremy strong, especially like since he was in the news for some of his um, off kilter method acting that he uh, implements,
0: which by the way, let me pause and just say who cares? Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. But, I read some of that stuff and I'm like, who cares? Is, is he treating anybody badly? No. Okay. Then who cares how weird he is? I mean,
1: there are plenty of method actors who do tr- treat people pretty poorly, like a Jared oh, Leto and, you know, yeah. just some other like Edward Norton, some, some real like bad dudes when, you know, when they get into their roles, they really, they, re- they can really mess with some other actors. I think, I think that's a good point though. No one's saying that about Jeremy Strong. No one is saying that right. he is doing anything like that to any of the other co-stars
0: on the show. And also I, uh, whenever people came out talking about his oddities on set, several people, obviously I'm bringing this up because Sorkin was one of them, but yeah, yeah. several people came to Strong's defense and basically were like, he treats people wonderfully. You know, basically who cares how goofy he is, how much of an oddball he is. He's putting on a, he's putting on a fabulous performance. And he's treating people just fine. So who cares? I, I totally agree with Jeremy strong. I think what I, I sort of wrestle as I was thinking about the show, I wrestled with, um, <laughs> what's who's the other guy? You just Brian Cox, Brian Cox, I, yeah, I to sort of wrestle with Brian Cox because I feel like he plays a very similar character in most things he's in. Yeah. And for some reason, it's always bothered me in succession that I understand perhaps he's from wherever. It's unclear where he's originally from within the show, but his accent I think hes from like, Ireland in the show. And hes I think he might be Scottish. He is Scottish for sure, for real. But okay. I don't have they said he's from Ireland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's from Ireland in the show. Yeah, that sounds right. Whatever. I'm skeptical (laughs) of that whole deal. What is it? Are you saying he like
1: dips into it a little bit?
0: Like he'll you hear the accents? Oh yeah, yeah. When he gets real excited,
1: I think it's yeah, and I think it's probably pretty hard to dial you know dial all those accents back when you're really like and it's like a heated moment. But yeah, I agree. You do.
0: Have you ever seen? Have you ever heard what's uh, Sarah Snook's real accent? I have. Yeah, she's Australian, right? it's super thick and this, uh, yeah. you can't hear it at well, all, in, you know, in the show.
1: But I will say, I don't know that she gets quite as hot to trot as Brian Cox, though. Does she? I mean, he is perhaps. yelling and screaming in at certain points in the show. I think that's when I yeah, really yeah. notice it. Not, we're, yeah, yeah, we're, split, we're splitting hairs here. I, I, yeah. I, I do feel like, though, he is r- extremely excitable. I think that's I think that's my point. I don't know. Maybe she's yeah, just yeah. she's just better. She
0: just has a better American accent. I mean, maybe that's just the long and short of it. And that's certainly not all acting is. I just and also, I think Brian Cox is perfect for this part. Mm-hmm. I just think he often plays this sort of person, so um but and he gets sometimes when people get so much lauded so much for their acting, but it's roughly the same thing all the time. It's well, like a, how good of an actor are you? Yeah, I mean like
1: Tom Hanks best roles. He's playing a good Tom Hanks you know, uh, you could say that about a lot of, a lot of people, I think, yeah. I think when you yeah, get yeah. to a certain point as an actor,
0: you know, and you're getting, yes. ca- you're getting cast for yeah. what you do. So, yes. Well, I, yeah. So sh- yeah, certainly. I think like, I have a lot of spe- respect for Jeremy Strong, because if you think about him in him in the movie, we just mentioned the big short versus, and then it's nah, similar attitude as this show, but then think about him in, uh, the trial, of the Chicago seven. Which is like, an Aaron
1: Sorkin movie,
0: by the way. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, yeah. But he, he, he's a completely, completely he's unbelievable. Different. Yeah. So he, yeah, he's really good. I, uh, anybody, Sarah Snook stands out to me uh, as pretty good. Kieran uh, Culkin's anybody, awesome
1: in this, in this show. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No. I don't I, like him I, that much. I love, I mean, you may not like his, char- you mean, are you saying you don't like his character or you don't like his acting? Because
0: I, I'm saying it's easy yeah, to. No, I don't
1: think so. I, I think it's
0: great. I think it's pretty great. Maybe I, I'm saying if if you take a, such an extreme character and have them do the most off the wall things in the world, it, anybody could like seem like a good actor because anyone, they're willing to do those things. Anyone? Not anyone, but I think he nails it, man. I think he's good. I agree. He, he certainly makes you feel like he's a creepy dude. Yeah. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I it's guess I- it's icky, what's their yeah. I mean, he does a good job at it. <laughs> Yeah, I guess what is there to argue about? Okay. So like at, at the end of the day, I think what makes the show so hard to judge is almost everybody is playing some very awkward version of a character. Oh th- I'm sorry, the character themselves are, are terribly yeah. awkward. Oh and yeah. So I mean not the they least make of you which- feel bad.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's it's like your classic cringe comedy to some degree. Like there's a there's a lot of that going in there. I mean, yes, the, there's a character, Greg, played by Nicholas yeah. Braun. Yeah. yeah. At, I mean, 10 out of 10, every time he's in the room, you're wanting to dive under the couch just because something so awkward is happening. Also, yes. some of the funniest stuff involves sure. Greg. That is some of the funniest stuff. Yeah. And And him and like, especially his relationship with Tom. Uh, Tom. Yeah. Played yeah. by Matthew McFadden. I mean, yeah. just, just some like really great moments, really great acting. It's so strange. I mean, I mean, Tom really sells those scenes to me because the whole time I feel like you, th- you Greg's like, get me out of here. This guy's super weird,
0: but and his whole intention is to throw him off, oh, yeah. which he does extremely oh, well Oh yeah.
1: He, he wants, yeah. he, I, I don't know the, you have to like, That is the one thing I would watch out for when you're, you're, if you watch this show is the relationship between Greg and Tom and how it evolves and how it's just, it is, it is one of the best things about the show, I think easily. So,
0: okay. How about I'm going to take writing and I'm going to split it into a dialogue and story okay for me, that's going to end up being an important distinction.
1: Oh yeah. 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 Me too. I think. I think we're uh, uh, in the same boat yeah. on this.
0: Well, say okay. So if we, if you think we are, I'm just going to go ahead and say I feel like the, the, I feel like they're polar opposites, which is funny to me because the dialogue is incredible, yep. inc- incredibly written. The story is fairly weak. That's the part of the show that sort of drags for me, and it, it's pretty repetitive. The actual story drags on slowly throughout the show. Well, I think.
1: so I feel like you're saying two different things.
0: The story. I, I, I drew a distinction
1: between no, 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 no. I'm just joking. Within your distinction, I feel like you're saying two things. <laughs> oh,
0: you're going to draw, yeah, four things. Then total. well, no,
1: no, three. Your <laughs> one distinction has two distinctions. You said the story's weak and it drags. I mean, I think a story can move slowly but be strong. Yeah, I wouldn't say drag is move slowly. So yeah, I yeah I agree with you. Okay, so I I feel like the story moves slowly. I think yes, it is a smidge repetitive. But I feel like overall it's a strong story. I feel like the premise is good. I one thing I do You're not sick of the same thing happening every single season. I don't feel like it's the same thing, but I will say one there is a problem with this. Basically, they have one idea, one season of television. Here's the idea. Okay. What do we do? You know, and a lot of shows fall into this problem. What do we do? How do we keep going here? How do we keep going? They have decided to maybe copy and paste a little bit. (laughs) I think the story's strong though. I don't think it's a weak story. I think it's compelling. I think it drags. It's a little bit of a slow burn. So I think it's, I think, I think I am just, I'm mixed on it overall. Would I love it if it was like really moving along at a, a good clip? Yeah. But I also don't feel like it would be this story. I think that's one of the things that, the whole like, you know, what I was talking about, it's it's over the top in like this dramatic and elegant way. And the music is like, is it like a string? It's not the whole orchestra. It's, it's just a lot, a,
0: like classical. Okay. Yeah.
1: But it's a lot of strings and it's just very, yes. everything's very
0: elegant. Lots I, of piano too, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. But I, I feel like the story is moving kind of at the pace that everything feels like it should be moving at just kind of slower. This isn't like an upbeat show. It isn't. And I feel like it also kind of helps telegraph the way in which these type families live so detached from normal life. I, I feel I'll like I'll give you that. I love yeah. the way the the show just kind of they're just kind of like oblivious to how normal people live, what normal people have to deal with the the bump and grind of Main Street. I think I think and that is and
0: they're making their own sort of circular problems. I like yeah. I could almost explain away my own problem, which is they just keep falling into the same problem over and over again because they only deal with what they care to deal with. Yep. They have no other reason to buy into anything else. So yeah. I, I agree with that. I just think that there is some pretty – they do a pretty good job, but there's some pretty interesting character issues that could be explored. And I think we've touched the surface on some of these character issues And we haven't gone any deeper for several seasons. I do think toward the end of this most recent season, which obviously I can't tell you why, but toward the end of this most recent season, we got into some character development that went beyond like what type of person this person is. One thing that bothers me generally is, tell me if you think this is going too far. Do we believe that these siblings like don't actually care about each other? Because 99% of the time they don't. Like they will not go so far to even say they care about each other or they will not let down their guard. I understand like the point they're trying to make, which is that, like you know, everybody has to keep up appearances and blah, blah, blah. But when everything goes down, you're telling me they're, they're not going to stand up for each other. They're not going to like, they just don't care to be brothers and sisters at all. This yeah, is what, what is this relationship here? It's, it's wild. It's man. very interesting. It's yeah.
1: wild. Like, honestly, it's part of the show. It's, you know, like a train wreck. You can't look away. I yes, mean for sure. It's it is I can't believe some of the things they say to each other. I can't believe yes. how how just below the belt they are always punching. But I think that's how they grew up. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. I, that yes, that's the sure. way the show is yes. explaining to me that they grew up. They grew up yes. in just this con this constant barrage of like beratement. You know, it, it really feels like that's how they were taught.
0: That's that that's how they were raised. So Um, And This is the first season. I think this most recent season is the first season that really explored that, which was, I really enjoyed that. So I was, mm -hmm. I guess I've been sort of poo-pooing the show a bit. I feel like the first couple seasons didn't go as far as this season in the exploration of all that. And why do these people act this way? Because if you're going to tell me they act this way, you got to give me some sort of explanation for how this could possibly be the case. Yeah.
1: I just think it's normal chit chat to them i think this is how they talk to each other
0: right right right. but
1: which is crazy that's i mean that's the craziest part that i mean they keep coming back to each other clearly there's a connection there they don't hate each other i just think they just they just talk to each other this way they're nasty you know it's just it's yeah it's really nasty
0: oh by the way since we do disclaimers we probably should say this is the most disgusting show in the world what the most disgusting
1: show i'm just
0: joking no no it's not the most disgusting but it's pretty you don't want anyone else to hear the dialogue going on in the show other than people who have chosen to hear the dialogue going on in the show
1: so it's it's very vulgar it's also really crude but as far as like sexual content like pretty tame like i i I mean yeah i won't say it's non-existent because that would probably get me in trouble but um yeah i mean the main thing here is that the, the language is, is pretty heavy and it's also, they, they're, they're pretty crude. But as far as disclaimers go, that'd be it.
0: Okay, let's move into some of our other discussion and, and maybe touch on some of the stuff we've, we've brought up a little bit. First of all, I'm very curious to see how this show impacts your worldview. How does this show affect how you look at other people in the world? I mean, the number one thing that comes to mind is more money, more problems.
1: I mean, I know that's cliche, Mm -hmm. but goodness gracious. (laughs) Yeah, sure. It'd be nice to have a little more money, but when you have that, kind of money. I really feel like your values are upside down. Many of the things that I value and, you know, in my family and things that I really cherish, i just feel like it all, all of that stuff kind of fades to the background.
0: Yeah. You're, yeah. You're basically saying like, in order to be that rich, we're viewing the things that you have to sacrifice in order to get that far. You have to sacrifice all your relationships, all your family relationships, like Logan Roy being a good father, I think was probably
1: something that was sacrificed. You know? Yeah. And it's really obvious. So I'm really glad I'm not a part of a family that's that's this wealthy. I think that's the main thing. I wouldn't mind
0: proving that I could have that much money and okay. still be the same person. I mean <laughs> give me a shot. I was like all like
1: I said, I wouldn't mind a little more <laughs> cash. <Yeah.
0: laughs> but yeah. for
1: heaven's sakes, I think yeah, I think also just being a kid, being
0: raised you know, in that environment, I just feel like it's got to do something to you, you know? Yeah. It definitely makes uh, having that much money feel disgusting. There's not a, there's not a ton of it that you'd be like, I'd like to live like that. Even in the birthday parties that people have, no, they don't seem fun. They, like, right. uh, you know, all, all this different stuff going on. It's like, it's not a fun world to be in no. really at all. So um, well, they do and- a good job of that, I guess. I mean, we're sitting
1: here like, yeah, it'd be nice to have extra money. But the way they talk about money, Kendall Roy, played by Jeremy Strong, he calls a billion dollars, he calls it a bill a couple of times. And I'm yeah. like, when, when you have enough money that you can call a billion dollars a bill, money is is so low on, it's so plentiful that it doesn't, it's not even, doesn't even register in your mind, you know?
0: Yeah, just it's being, scorekeeping.
1: Yeah, just being able to toss around money like that. I mean, you're not, you're not playing by the same set of rules. Like it, it, it is yeah. it is, it's wild.
0: So- How real do you think this satire is like of (laughs) let's not get into quite yet who, which, like which families it may be comparing itself to, but do you think people live like this? I think it's just crazy enough to be maybe true. I think, I I mean, that was
1: my first thought when I read that question. I would like to think that is just so outlandish that these are all cartoon characters. They're extreme versions of um, different family, different billionaire families, but I think it's just crazy enough to be true. I think probably right. they're pretty cutthroat. I it, I mean, it makes me cringe. It makes me kind of want to hide a little bit, but it might be yeah. true. I think it might be true.
0: Yeah. I think there's enough optimism in me that it's like, I mostly think it is probably true. And at the same time, I'm like, gosh, I hope not. Like, I hope I it's I hope. not. there's some, yeah, uh, but You're you're right. It's just crazy enough that it might be true. Yeah, I think. And so, like, as you've said before, this, I think some of the families that this is sort of attempting to take on is like your sort of uh, Trump family type deal. Although there's a way I think it is like that. And like we've talked, we talked before the show about how, like, there's a pretty good comparison between Donald Trump Jr. and, um, and Kendall Roy. Yeah, it's it's Yeah. That that's almost like who he's playing. Basically, it feels like, um, and and then there's also a way that it's like the Trumps don't actually have a billion dollars, like and own a media conglomerate, which is so maybe it's a little closer to the is it the Murdoch family? Yeah, Rupert, the owners Rupert Murdoch. of right. Yeah. Fox, several Fox basically, but, and then his children now run Fox and he's not really in the picture. It feels a lot like that. And that particular aspect is pretty interesting because some of the show digs into like basically how much Logan Roy controls, like there's constant jokes about how much he controls the president. Yeah. Um, and constant jokes about how their family's just going to go ahead and pick who the next president is like before, Mm. you know, which, and that's the part, that's the part for me. That's like, and that's feels sort of true ish.
1: I think that's one of the parts that I'm like, I hope that's not true.
0: Okay. But let me, let me toss this at you then. And I think I can do it on both sides of the aisle. But like for a while there, we had Bush, Clinton, Bush, Mm -hmm. Clinton, Donald Trump, Like we've we've bounced back and forth between like some of the most wealthy and and most popular people, and also if you took a a survey of society, American society, how in the world could you possibly have two people from the same family president within such a recent (laughs) time of each other? And same thing with like Bill and Hillary running so close to each other. You know, it's a yeah. I don't think we pretty interesting.
1: You know, no one wants to see how the sausage is made. I don't think we would like what we would see if we got a backstage pass. I guess I would just. I'm not. I'm not really going to get all Yankee Doodle Dandy here. But I, I, I really feel like it would be nice if um, the American people had a little more to say in some of these processes. But oh, uh, I agree. Yeah, I. I, I, I think. That, uh, sure. I think kind of the the nighting process. Now, I, I will say the fact that rich people run for president. I don't think there's a distinction to be made there. I think that's pretty across the board. It's usually wealthy people running for office. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What I think I, what I think I mean is like, it's pretty, you can sort of see the connection that could take place when, um, and I'll just, I don't feel like I need to be too terribly careful here, but basically like Logan Roy, pretending to be Fox, the owner of Fox news yeah. picks the next president. That person has all the power in the world well, to say whatever they want all day, every day, I think, and have, and that's what they do in the show. Like constantly, like that's what it means by picking the president. We'll sure. give them as much free airtime as they need. We'll give them, you know, like we'll sure, get it done. I, I think if Rupert Murdoch was always picking the president though, Barack Obama
1: would not have won. Bill Clinton would not have won. I, I think though they're probably within a party might be, you know, like a knighting process that the the rich ruling class, I mean, I think that would be possibly something that happens. But yeah. as far as like affecting a general election, I think that would be not possible by like a family, right? How would we even know mm-hmm. the answer to that?
0: Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I hope not. <laughs> what are we talking about right but now? <laughs> I, I hope not. But, well, I mean, that's what happens in the show. That's why it, it makes sense. Um, but okay. So then let me ask you, like, what is the use of this show? Is it just it's cause, Cause here's the thing. It's not, it's not terribly like fun to watch because <laughs> it's sort of a, <clears throat> it's very stressful. It's pretty gross. Listen, I'm, I'm saying this as someone who watches the show and is going to continue to watch yeah. the show. And yeah, basically yeah. if someone was like, do you like succession? I'd be like, yes, but I'm trying to figure out why, like, I don't know why that exactly that is. And I think sometimes we run the risk of going too far. Like, Oh, this is this is real life or this is how people act in real life or, or blah, blah, blah. So like you want to fix the world when you watch this show, you don't want the world to be what you see on TV, but if it's not real, what are we doing here? So then am I just supposed to let it go? And is this just supposed to be entertainment? And if it's entertainment, then why isn't it very entertaining? Why is it such a, why is it so hurts, hurt so much to watch? Like in my soul, I think there's a mixture there. I think it is. I think it is entertainment. I feel like it's probably lower
1: on social commentary than we would like. I think it's mostly entertainment. But like I said before, it's the same reason you can't look away from a train wreck. You want to know what's going to happen next. And like the things are crazier and crazier. So you're almost like, I can't look away.
0: Yeah. That doesn't seem like a good idea to me though. Okay. Maybe not. But I will say I'm entertained when I watch this show. Yeah. I think I am too. I'm just trying to explore why. I I mean, I think if I hated it. Oh, I don't hate it. Yeah. I like it. I watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do some self-reflection here. Like, what is it about me that likes this show?
1: I think it's also like, man, they're terrible. I'm better than them. Is well, like-, like I'm like by comparison. <laughs> yeah. Like I think there's like a little bit like, I mean, that's fair, I guess. I'm so glad I'm not them. <laughs> Watch this show to feel better by yourself. I think there are like little threads to pull on here. I, yeah. I really feel like if the show was was really heaping the social commentary on, I would have lost interest a while ago. I think it digs into the storytelling a little more than than it's actually trying to say something, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, especially compared to like as we've made drawn comparisons to other Adam McKay movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We've come to the point in the show where we do some quick talk about shows, but the first thing we do is we recommend something to each other that potential that we know the other person hasn't seen. So you want to hit me first, Brandon? Sure. Earlier this year,
1: Amazon Prime came out with a show called Reacher, and I, it, it's about a character named Jack Reacher. I'm a big Jack Reacher fan from literature. I've read most of his books. Um, there were two movies that came out a handful of years ago with Tom Cruise that weren't great. And I think the biggest hmm. thing that got everyone crazy, especially like the book fans, was how unlike the Jack Reacher character Tom Cruise looks it was mainly about the appearance you know he just he looks I mean that and that is Jack Reacher's most identifiable characteristics he's big and tall and he is this really like great fighter so Tom is short and small huh you know like he fought pretty well in the show but they the casting blew people's minds. You know, it was really, it was just really wild. That they cast Tom Cruise. I guess he was a fan, you know, and that's why he lobbied for yeah. it. Um, but I know as soon as um, the, whoever has the, it's probably Lee child is the author. So I'm sure he has the, the movie and television rights. As soon as he was able to, they, they made the show on Amazon, which really corrected the course for any on screen Jack Reacher mishaps so this version's great it's um it's got like an edginess to it it's it's definitely a mature show it's plenty funny though i i really enjoy it
0: okay i and actually you it's so funny that you said all that stuff because i didn't i didn't know anything about jack reacher before tom cruise and literally my barrier to watching this show was don't say it that what this guy doesn't look like jack reacher it's so fun. I'm like I totally buy what you're oh. saying. I'm,
1: okay, yeah, this is how Jack Reacher actually looks. Or how yeah, he's so that's to look.
0: so funny to me because like you just change. I'm totally willing to check the show out now. Yeah. Except yeah. that this the guy who plays Jack Reacher. The oh. only thing I knew him from before yeah. is no, 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 no. What if I had known what you're going to say
1: right now before
0: I watch it, I would have been like, Ugh, nah, no thanks. What really? <laughs> just say it. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah. He yeah. he's the micropenis guy from New Girl. New, yeah, I know what you are gonna say. Oh yeah. I don't think that would make me not watch the show. Okay. The reason I'm not watching the show because I'm like, oh, he didn't look like Jack Reacher. <laughs> Tom Cruise <laughs> well, don't look like Reacher. <laughs> Tom Cruise does not look okay. like Jack Reacher. Okay. I mean I'm I'm not joking that your explanation totally turned me around on that oh, show and I'll check well, it out well, pretty quickly. Well, well, well. Okay, my recommendation to you is a show on Hulu called Dope Sick. Um, it stars, uh, well not, yeah, Michael Keaton is pretty prominent in the show and he's probably the most famous person on the show, but this show basically follow, it's not a documentary, but it basically follows the story of the Sackler family, their invention of Oxycontin and how they got it out to the market. It is not at all vulgar. It's not anything like that, but it is the most depressing show I've watched in a long time in a, Mm -hmm. in sort of an important way. Um, it's, Mm um, I'm not entirely sure how factual the show is. It, it feels almost a hundred percent factual. They gave birth to the opioid epidemic. Correct. Basically is what? totally. Okay. Yeah. Yes. I mean, but literally you're watching the show and you're thinking like, man, I hope my, I hope there's no, like, I don't want to have a surgery where I have to take Oxycontin. Like, mm-hmm they pulled the wool over everyone's eyes mm-hmm. on Oxycontin got an entire generation addicted. And we know that from living mm-hmm. in Ohio, we, we know that from, yeah. you know, every, uh, but, um, just kind of like you learn a lot about where that all came from, how tricky that whole thing was. And it's, it's very interesting, uh, show. So I, I, I highly recommend dope sick. Excellent. My wife watched it. Actually, she loved it. So, Oh, cool. Recommend. Yeah. I would number see, two. Yeah. I would say definitely check that out. Okay, let's do a little. uh, What have you been watching recently, Brandon?
1: Well, you recommended Formula One, Drive to Survive on one Mm -hmm. of our episodes. I can't remember which one. I checked it out, burned through all three current and then the brand new fourth season. It's a great show. I had zero interest in Formula One at all. And I would absolutely say I'm a Formula One fan now. So take some, I mean, I mean, I think that was the goal was absolutely to create fans for the sport. And I feel like it absolutely, it absolutely does that. Other show I checked out was impeachment on Hulu. It's part of the American crime something series. They did one on did one on OJ. They did one on, I, there's another one in between. And then this one is about uh, Monica Lewinsky. and clinton it's not grabbing me. I'm I'm a few episodes in. It's not grabbing me like maybe the OJ show did. Um I just don't know how much I love dragging people into the the city square and be you know flogging them. You know, I just don't know how much I love I I don't know. It, this seems sensationalistic to me. Does that make sense? Did the you know? other
0: ones did OJ seem sensationalistic to you?
1: Nah, not as much as this one. This one really, this one really does. So
0: it's a little icky to me. I don't yeah, know. Cause you a... know, what's fun. Well, what's funny about it is that yeah, I haven't seen it yet. So I have no idea, but what's funny about the situation is I've done a little more now that I'm an adult compared to, I was a kid when the Monica Lewinsky thing happened. Yeah. I think I'm a lot more aware of like how horrible she was treated. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not here to make a comment on her behavior or whatever, or, you know. Um or I'm not saying that everything she did was correct, but for in many ways it's not my job to judge what she did, but she was dragged like this very young, fairly young person was just publicly dragged through the mud um in order to take down Clinton, which whatever. If you sign up for president, you may sign up for that. But if you are a unpaid intern, like mm-hmm. You don't sign up for that, and maybe you make a mistake, and like I think the show does a good job at pointing that
1: out. Oh, okay. so All right. so there, yeah, there may be a there may be a benefit here. It just also feels a little something to me.
0: So okay, yeah, no, I get that. I, I sort of see what you're saying.
1: Anyway, I've cooled on it. I have. I I may pick it up again, but not currently fired up about it. Anyway,
0: what are you watching? I've apparently been watching a lot because I started to write it down, and I just kept going and going and going. So apparently, I've been watching. Everything. <laughs> Uh, I think I might save a couple of them for future recommendations. But the first thing I want to say is that I started watching stranger things like you asked me to, like you record, sorry, like you recommended me do. Thank you. Okay. Uh, not, it was, I can tell that it's a really, really good show. I watched the first season, by the way, that's how far I got. I watched the first season. I can tell that it's a really good show. I just don't think it's my style at all. And that's where I'll leave it, I suppose. And it basically comes, the the problem is the things that I was teetering on the edge about the whole time I was watching it. If I tell you why it's not my kind of show, I'll ruin that battle for you. And maybe you'll end up liking it. I Mm. think the only thing I'll say is I think, um, I think I could say it's definitely sci-fi and I don't like sci-fi. Okay.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's full blown sci-fi. So, I mean, it, I think there was always a risk that it wasn't going to be your thing. I think it's wildly popular. So I think it would be a good one for maybe some, you know, other people who are listening. Maybe so you're saying everyone else
0: disagrees with me.
1: Everyone except you loves this show. And when you say (laughs) you don't love sci-fi, are you
0: including things like star Wars? Um, I, Ooh, cause that
1: would be tricky. That'd be dicey. You
0: can't take one of the best sci-fis of all time and say like, do you not like sci-fi? Like, (laughs) I, I like Star I Wars. You said
1: <laughs> blanket statement. I don't like sci-fi. So I mean, okay. I guess I, all right. well, I can do that. I, I'm sorry. I don't tend to prefer sci-fi, but you do like Star Wars. I do like Star Wars. Thank you. I was just checking. I
0: just wanted to okay, save but the, the perfect, your face. All right. But the perfect example is I literally, I think you may have been the only person I didn't describe it this way. And then later on, we figured out it's exactly what I should have said to you, which is basically mm-hmm. like, Oh, Stranger Things feels a whole lot like ET and I didn't love ET. And at the end of the season I can say, yeah, it feels a whole lot like ET and I didn't yeah. love ET. So I don't love Stranger Things either. I but I recognize that it's actually a good show. But let me move on. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. please watch. Please. I'm I no, I'm even I'm trust probably me, they've watched already. Everyone has. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm I'm going to continue to watch. I just won't be at the Quick pace that I would watch other things at because it just fine. didn't grab me that much okay I agree with you about the most recent season of Drive to survive I've yes. b- burned through that it was great um I also wanted to there's a couple things I'm gonna recommend in upcoming but there's basically three movies like three streaming movies that I watched recently um the Adam project I thought was incredible uh, the more yeah. I thought about it the more I liked it so that was huge here recently on um, Netflix Ryan Reynolds. Is anybody else in it? That's uh movies. It yeah. Matter. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Garner's in it. That's right. Okay. Jennifer Garner's in it. It's incredible. And it's, it's exactly, I think the way I described it to Brandon is it's exactly where time travel movies should be right now. Self-reflective. Let me, po- let me point out something though. Time travel
1: is a sub of sci-fi. Another. <laughs> <laughs> you, you,
0: I mean, you got to be fair. careful with those. You got to be careful with those blanket statements. Blanket statements like "I don't tend to prefer." No, like, but you didn't. I'm say sorry that. to be so you said, fiery I with don't you.
1: Like I, I don't know. like. I've sci-fi. backed off. I've backed off a little. bit. <laughs> all right.
0: All right. Okay. Project's thought...
1: great. Also, I watched yeah. it. Fantastic. You should definitely watch it. This yeah. brings up a point, though, and I think this is the crux of our of our television and movie relationship. I think. I'm someone, I have plenty of friends who watch something. They know exactly how they feel about it. I'm not that kind of person. I watch something and I might kind of like it or I might, you know, not kind of like it, but I need a little validation from uh, from a friend to know, okay, I kind of liked it and now I know I actually really liked it and this is a good show worth recommending. And I think that's, oh, that's something true. that we've expressed to each other that yeah. sometimes we just need a little validation from someone else. All right. Did you like it? I wasn't quite okay. You liked it. Okay. I I absolutely loved it. Then you know I think there's something there about you know just getting a little a uh, little bit of camaraderie uh, you know around a around a project.
0: Well, and sort of talking it out like you you realize yeah. why you wa- liked it because you talk it out. So that yeah. Exactly. So yeah, Adam Project is my favorite of the of these things. I guess I was on a Ryan Reynolds kick. That I, I also watched Free Guy, which I enjoyed more than I thought. Oh, i was so good. Free Guy's great. Yeah, Free Guy was really really good. Um, same director the thir- oh yeah i yes. knew that oh Tyka's in uh free guy so that was a nice mm-hmm. nice little surprise that was that was enjoyable i'm on a big Tyka kick which future recommendation on his one of his new shows anyway uh uh and then my third movie i wanted to bring up was windfall which just i mean maybe literally in the last couple of days came out but it's got jason siegel jesse Clemens, huh. and it's a very interesting thriller and i'm not gonna put it like um I'm not going to put it anywhere near anything else I've said. I don't know how I feel about it yet. It's a little too close. It's a thriller sort of worth checking out, but also anything Jesse Plemons is in is worth checking out. Like you, like for me, he's just unbelievably good. And, uh, but it's, it's very interesting because it's, it holds this thriller idea lightly. Um, but also the end just sort of really surprised me and, and went a completely different direction. So, the more i've thought about it um it's a unique movie it's a unique thriller it's probably worth checking out um hmm. yeah looks interesting well
1: that was a good episode
0: and i well i mean we certainly said a lot this is we like did, our really longest we said we went over an wasn't... hour yeah thank goodness i'm the one editing this episode yeah. <laughs> i love that we're recording all this too oh yes but we can stop now
1: And you haven't already, please take a minute to rate and review our podcast. We would really appreciate it. Also, hit that subscribe button so you are notified the minute we release new content. Lastly, the Good Show Facebook group is up and running. We would love to chat with you and hear your opinions on our episodes. Again, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.